And welcome back to episode 133 of the Weekly Tech Wrap with me, Jay. And me, Carl. So, Carl, we are back for another week of the latest tech news and stories. And this week, we've got a bit of a mixed bag this week. We've got Biden's, uh, well, I'm guessing you call it a crypto tax. Yep. Uh, Apple. Uh, Apple's going to make some industry standards. We're going to talk Twitter. Eh, just because, let's be honest, it is the fire that keeps on burning. Uh, we've got NVIDIA's new neural texture, neural texture compression technology. Yes, you try saying that with a mouthful of something else. <laughs> and the tech rap rumor mill is back, of course. This week, we've got a couple of Apple rumors for you featuring the Apple Watch Series 9 and the iPhone 16. Yeah, we're done with the 15. We're talking 16 now already. <laughs> but <laughs> before we get there, let's talk about then this proposed uh, 30% tax on crypto miners, power mm. bills. Yeah. Way of doing it. It's got it a weird is. acronym, isn't it, as well? Oh, it was, uh, what is it? Dame, but we'll get to that Dame. in a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> they've not had it bad enough, obviously. Ethereum moved away from, uh, uh, is it proof of work, isn't it, to proof of that stake? So, yep. they, yep. Stopped move, they stopped using GPUs, and now it's something to do with storage and how fast the storage is. But yeah, so that's. Obviously, you've got all these GP, uh, crypto miners of all these GPUs. They can't do anything worth now. So, But just to put the nail on the head, you say Biden, yeah, they've, they've announced this, uh, what are they calling it? The Digital Asset Mining Energy Excise Tax, or DAME. Um, and really, yeah, it is aimed at crypto miners, but only companies that crypto mine. Um, so, yeah, it'll apply to all digital currencies mined in the US, including Bitcoin, obviously, which is still the big one that uses GPUs. Uh, it's imposed on firms, uh, but not individuals, and it's going to be phased in from 2024. So, 2024, you'll start to pay 10% of the electricity you use. Oh, sorry, is that right? How's that? Get? Yes, 10%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on so if your electricity bill comes to I don't know 30,000 pound a month, you need to pay 10% of that on top of that uh, as a tax. Uh, 2025, that jumps to 20%, and 2026, that jumps to 30%. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. I mean, this is an interesting approach on it, isn't it, I guess? Because crypto mining is chewing yeah. a lot of power, isn't it? Let's be honest. We, we know that. It is. Know? Yeah, huge, huge amount still. And what was one of the stats, I think, was read, wasn't it? Wasn't it that crypto mining in 2022 in the US came close to the same amount of power used for residential lighting for the entire United States? Wowza. Uh, that is a lot of energy. I, I mean, there was one other kind of point that made me chuckle, and it came from... Uh, <laughs> and uh, noted, and I state this is not my statement, but noted uh, anti-vaxxer and previous president, uh, potential Democratic candidate uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yes, not that Robert Kennedy because that would be quite crazy. Um, but his son, um, who has some strange ideas, isn't he? And he uh, he got vocal on Twitter mm. saying that uh, he argued that it was a bad idea and decided to compare the electricity usage of crypto mining to that of video games, which nobody bans. I think you've got your facts wrong, sir. Oh, just just, just a tad. I mean, the thing is, how are they going to prove this? This is it. I mean, unless you are a dedicated mining company, and those are the, the plenty of those around whose sole business is mining, but if you're not a dedicated mining company or you register your company as something else, uh, how are they going to find out? I, I suppose they can integrate well, with the power companies and say, this guy's using an awful lot. Let's go and have a look. Do you recall, we talked about this a couple of years ago, that that crypto mining firm in the US bought that power station. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, do you remember? So that in I think it was, it was a private equity firm called Seneca. Um, sorry, private equity firm at a place called Seneca Lake. Um bought a coal plant around 2022 they were going to turn it into a crypto commercial mining thing yeah um because they thought it'd be easier than 
trying to take off the power grid they're generating. Well, it turns out that then they ended up getting regulated because uh, they had they couldn't get air permits uh, because obviously oh, the, the coal in yeah a okay. coal mine a coal mine had been shut down you know um, and then uh, they were going to store was it eighty eight million gallons. Um, I think it was something like I read somewhere something like 88 million gallons of liquefied petroleum gas in caverns near the lake. Uh, wow! All kind of things. It was basically like you know, th- these local residents were like, uh, "Hang on, a minute, why is the local power plant restarted?" And then they apparently decided to do some research, and they discovered this was their obviously discovery, not you know, so that they realised that global Bitcoin mining used more electricity than some European nations. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so they managed to take the call. So yeah, I can see you know Bitcoin power, you know Bitcoin power, so yep. not just Bitcoin, sorry, uh, Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies mining choose through power. We know that it but does. I mean, there was an interesting one actually back in was it February twenty twenty one? What was it? It was Texas. Okay, so they, they were having power outages, weren't they back then? Hmm. So apparently, the, te- uh, the government or Texas paid a company called BitDeer Mine uh, $175,000 an hour to turn off its crypto mining computers during that incident. Uh, wow. I mean, how much actually were they chewing through in Texas? I, I don't even want to consider. I mean, that is just absurd. I mean, how much power? Yeah. We'll pay you $175,000 just to stop. For now, a per hour to stop while we've got this uh, power issue going on. Well, I mean, the only country that seems to have done similar to this is China, of course, isn't it? Where they banned cryptocurrency the other year, uh, yeah. and obviously, we you know we saw it. We saw a glut of GPUs apparently made <laughs> cheap um, GPUs, <laughs> cheap GPUs. But now that they've banned, you know, cryptocurrency officially, I mean. Let's be honest, I wonder what goes underneath that. Um, and the World Economic Forum listing, they call out Bitcoin again specifically because it seems to be the poster child, doesn't it? Uh, yep. 62 terawatt hours per year. That was that was officially in 2020. Wow. So by pure extrapolation, that's gone up already, hasn't it? Of course to, uh, it has. But yeah, I, you know, look, something has to be done here. You know, it is still, we talked about this a lot. I think you're, you called it the Wild West before, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, you know, it is still is. And it's, you can't have... <laughs> You can't have this going on, and it's just—it's just nuts. And it—the problem is, it's still such a facade of what really is going on. Because all of these, you know, crypto mining—you know, the the the, the so-called, you know, blockchain is the savior of everything. You know, these crypto exchanges that I've given up trying to count how many crypto stories we talk about where things have been stolen. Um, yeah. You know, so what you got to ask yourself here: what really is going? on because crypto doesn't appear to be this wondrous um you know wondrous savior to what's it the fiat currencies that everybody well it's not now is it? i mean it's not like there was a spate of time where you could go and use bitcoin to buy stuff wasn't there and it'd be machines but you don't really hear about that nowadays it really is just something people are betting for or against isn't it and just trading a commodity yeah basically it is it's like I guess it's a bit like the stock market, isn't it, to a degree? Except but you don't really own anything. It's not like if I I go and buy those shares in Google or Apple or something. I, I technically I own a percentage of the company. Uh, what happens if I steal your Bitcoin? Then is that theft? I mean, I'm, I'm... no, because it doesn't exist. It's a digital. It's not even a legal digital currency, is it, or a share or a regulated industry? That there's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get anything back. Well, we've seen that. We've seen that in the news, isn't it? Um, uh, Six hundred million being stolen in uh, stolen in Bitcoin, and uh, yeah, what are they going to do? 
exactly what are they well this is it where where do they we as we've seen already you can't get it back can you you know with these exchanges it's gone <laughs> yeah, you go you walk into the police and they're just gonna laugh you out aren't they yeah uh, just i yeah all i can say is is that you know i think you know i'm not suggesting taxes are great nor anything good but i think you know there needs to be some regulation to start coming in and there needs to be something to try and at least slow down um the damage that's happening here isn't it with these cryptocurrencies yeah. and if you know and if governments particularly the u.s government wants to be serious about um you know climate because ultimately this is what we're talking about here isn't it it's about climate change yeah and it's about the you know the environment environmental damage then actually they probably should be doing something here you know so well, they're gonna they're hoping to make some money out of it they're hoping to make 3.5 billion dollars over the next 10 years on, on this tax well, that that tells you everything you need to know doesn't it there you yeah. go that that statement alone so there you have it, a proposed Bitcoin uh, energy tax then, I think is probably the better way to do it, yep. on crypto miners. There's so many words you could use here in that statement. <laughs> and we'll, so the Dame then, so the Dame, uh, you too will get billed by the Dame. Oh, I like that, yep. that's work. Um, we got Dame, what's the other one in America? There's um, the one they took out the Mafia with, wasn't it? Um, the Rico, isn't it? Rico, Rico yes. Yeah, that's it. The Racketeer Influenced the Corrupt Organizations Act, RICO. So you've got the RICO and the DAME. I do love their acronyms. They are very good. <laughs> it's almost like they went, I want that acronym. Let's work this back. How do we work this back? Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> All right, then. So going from one side of legal legality to another, then, uh, unless, you know, you are completely, you know, alien to any of these concepts, you'll be aware that, you know, smart personal tracking devices are everywhere, you know. Um, yeah. Companies like Tile have had them for many, many years. And of course, a couple of years ago, Apple released the AirTag, which, you know, as you and I both have them, they're great devices. Yep. I've got all my keys, I've got all my bag. You know, we've all probably seen the stories now of people putting help them in me, their luggage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah help me recover my luggage. I, I watched it on uh, Find My Device, go round and round a conveyor belt in Heathrow for days, and then get shipped <laughs> to a warehouse, then literally go all the way up to nearest Scotland and all the way back to get to my house on the on the truck. Up and down, up yeah, and down. down. <laughs> so you just dropped off on the way past. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we know they work. But, of course, there is a nefarious side to these air tags. And uh, we, you know, there are many other stories, of course, in the press around not the successful use of air tags, but those of people using them to track people, uh, put them in people's luggage, you know, for reasons that, you know, actually we, we shouldn't be looking at should be you know the coercive control you know domestic violence yeah um, and other stalking you know and, and very legal and oh, i guess ethically immoral as well use for them yep. um now apple did introduce didn't they the the feature that um if you did had an air tag that wasn't attached to you uh it would uh, as in your account you'd have a pop-up on your iphone or device yeah if it was on traveling with you for so long you'd get notified wouldn't you but it wasn't instant was it it was usually you know later or after the event of what you know you've been somewhere people yeah i mean it could stuff. be instant someone could be sitting on the bus with you or 20 people could sit on the bus with you all their tags on their keys and all of a sudden you'll get bombarded because they're not your air tags so there had to be a certain amount of time but it sees a tag traveling with you before it alerts you. But that obviously that's, you know, that's not necessarily the best way to do it, is it? And, you know, Apple aren't the only manufacturers. As I said, you know, we've got, you know, um, Tile, a Chip Chipolo. Chipolo, I've got one of those. Uh, Samsung yeah, have their version, don't they? Of course, Google now have introduced their own versions, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but they're all doing their own thing. You know, apart from those on the Apple Find My Network, all the others are kind of got their own... I guess, what regulations, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, 
Oh, interestingly, uh, it seems that Google now and Apple have decided to partner up to create uh, or at least start to draft an industry standard um, yeah. to allow, well, I guess in simple terms, allow you to detect any kind of tracking device, isn't it? That's, uh, you know, yeah, because I mean, well, say we talked about the AirTags and you can do it on your Apple phone. What if you had a Google phone or an Android or Android phone of any device? You couldn't necessarily track or you certainly at the beginning, you couldn't track an AirTag. Uh, but Apple did release an app for, for Android allowed to do that. But the downside as well of this app, you basically had to open the app and scan for a tag. There was no kind of in the background checks or anything. It was all very manual. So, yeah, th this new specification is designed that whichever platform you're on, whether it's Apple, Google, or something else in the future that might come to compete, and regardless of the tags that are following you, the phone should pick this up. You know, If the tag manufacturers actually sign up for this specification. So obviously Apple and Google are going to. Apparently Samsung, Tile, Chipolo, Yuffie and Pebblebee? I've not heard of that one. Uh, no, they, I've not heard of them. No, no, they've all expressed interest in supporting this technology. So hopefully we'll get, by the end of the year at least, uh, a ratified standard that all these manufacturers are going to adhere to. And then that will be built into iOS to Android and hopefully problem solved-ish. Well, you know what? This isn't a bad thing, isn't it? Really, because no, it's definitely you know, good. A lot of you know, usually you know, and I will say the big two, um, they you know, get a lot of bad press because you know they they don't cooperate. You know, we have the whole thing about you know the app stores and uh, cooperation, you know, with RCS and iMessage and that. But you know, sometimes good things do happen, don't they? Um, yeah. And, you know, if this does get, as you say, get built in, and if if you are you know one of buying a product from one of the aforementioned companies you know, you can kind of at least have peace of mind that you can use it for what your usage is. Intended purposes, somebody, yeah. Yeah, but if somebody does it, you know, for un unwanted tracking, then, you know, then then they do it. Now, Apple being Apple, of course, put out a statement in there, and we've got Ron, Ron Hung, Hung uh, who is Apple's vice president of sensing and connectivity. What a great what a man. Um, and his, he, you know, they put a quote out, which is the typical Apple, <laughs> we did this best. Uh, so Apple Air launched AirTag to give users the peace of mind knowing where to find their most important items. We built AirTag and the Find My Network with a set of proactive features to discourage unwanted tracking. Yeah, later on. Um, a first <laughs> in the industry. And we continue to make improvements to help ensure the technology has been used as intended. This new industry standard builds on the AirTag protections and through collaboration with Google results in a critical step forward to help come by unwanted tracking across iOS and Android. <laughs> I mean I love how I love how Apple are like yeah well, it was I mean, us we let them have the technology. Us. Yeah we did it was that, you know theirs wasn't good enough. And I like the fact it also said that you know we had a set of proactive features to discover tracking. No I think you I think those were reactive features. Yeah they weren't quite there at the beginning were they? No, they weren't and I suppose Apple would argue that they were coming. Uh, but, yeah it was uh, it was like the new features with iOS 16. You won't get them at all halfway through the year you know what i mean yeah that, yeah <laughs> it's like everything in there but no i, I you know what i have to say it, it has made me go want to go off and have a have a look at some of these other companies um yeah you know, pebble b like you said i'd never heard of pebble b before but their uh, tagline is track what track what matters most oh, so i've got um, one of the chipolo ones yeah but the and it does work very well the only issue is you don't get the uh ultra wide band so you can't like you did the other day when you were trying to find your Earpods, uh, AirPods, sorry, not AirPods. Uh, you did the whole compass thing and it pointed where it was, it was in your bag. Uh, can't do that with the Chipolo ones. You just get the rough area you're in. Well, they haven't got the, uh, the ultra wide band. The ultra wide band, yeah. No, they don't have that one. 
No. So yes, you are right. So yes, yesterday morning, you and I were, were traveling for business, weren't we? And uh, yep. uh, I, uh, I'd i been out for a run in the morning and uh, I came down to you know, check out the hotel and I thought, where are my headphones? And as you say, you know, I pulled out the Find My app, uh, do, 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 getting closer, closer. And, you know, yes, it said that was it one foot away, half yeah. a foot. And like, yeah, clearly they were in my bag. It's in the suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. And do you know what? I, I did the same earlier. I couldn't find my car keys. I was like, where are my car keys? So I fired up the Find My app. And then it dawned on me, I'd left them in my bag as well. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's that capability to locate where they are. It's all right saying last known location, but actually being able to home in and get a directional view yeah. on it, I think it's way forward. Yeah. Uh, but those Pe- so Pebbleby, they make um, they make three products. Uh, they work. They create a tag, which is uh, like the tiny little tag, sort of square tag that could go for yeah. things. Got a um, for, for luggage. They do a clip uh, for your keys and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they do a card that you can slide into your wallet. I have last... I have the Chipolo card as well as the uh, tag. months, apparently. Yeah, you can't run... If it's anything like the Chipolo one, you, you can't replace the battery in that one. So it's a new card at a time. But I have one in my wallet after I had the incident of losing my wallet in the pub. Yeah. Uh, so I bought one. Yeah. And I've used it a couple of times when I've misplaced it around the house. But it works very, very well. Oh, interesting. I, I, Again, I not I... the you don't get the pinpoint ultra wide band, but it was enough to get me into the location. Going, ah, I managed to find it. No, and I guess Apple want to keep some stuff for themselves. And they do. But, you know, who's to say in the future that they won't? I don't know. Allow other other device manufacturers to extend that capability exactly. out. You know, it's, definitely it's not improbable, is it? So the only thing the only thing I came across with the specifications. What happens yep. to all the old devices out there? Now, the AirTags, I know, are firmware upgradable. They do it silently in the background. So I imagine Apple will uh, put the new specification into the current AirTags that are out there. But what about the other guys? Can they firmware update those tags? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Or we still have uh, very prized possessions on eBay for those stalkery types, you know, one that doesn't stick to the standard and you pay over the odds on eBay to get it so you can stalk someone. Of course, not condoning that behaviour, but yeah. No, 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 but you can see where it's going. If some of them aren't upgraded, they'll they'll demand a premium in certain circles. You know they are. You just well, it's like a lot of these things. You you, you know that's going to happen, isn't it? There will be. Uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, I can't suspect. You know, playing devil's advocate here, that you're right that the older products here probably have that capability. Um, you know, especially some of those older tile units. Yeah. Uh, probably don't samsung i'd want to go out on a limb and say that they're probably um, upgradable yeah yeah but like a lot of other android devices they actually get the upgrade well and also the other thing is saying here is that the um the cheaper products here again may not have had that built in either that might be something that that's capability that hasn't been factored in you know because usually if you've got a cheaper product it doesn't usually have the same features and capabilities of the more expensive items does it so no not at all uh so yeah no i think you're right it's a good it's a valid point um but it'll be interesting so so when when are they saying or what's the view the timeline here on these then well they're looking to ratify it by the end of this year aren't they so at that point, I suppose we might start seeing devices early next year or maybe firmware updates to older devices that enable this functionality. Possibly, yeah. I imagine, obviously, uh, we're going to need some upgrades to the iOS and Android to enable that side of it. 
maybe, maybe. I, yeah, I, it depends. You're right. It depends on application. I suppose there'll be variations, but yeah, I probably within a minimum of twelve months. Given yeah, next year, I imagine. Yeah. yeah, and I imagine probably it's more of a software element here to a degree. I suspect. Than yes. Anything else? Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's quicker to get that. Not a hardware, software and firmware issue, definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll keep anybody updated on this. Uh, you know, as, as more information comes out about it, um, and of course, once we're able to test it, we will let you know. Ooh. Maybe we we'll need to purchase some new devices. <laughs> I actually, need to buy some more air tags. So uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay then. So Twitter then. Come on. Let fire up the Twitter. The, the pot of doom. Oh, you know what? That big shiny number of followers you have. Maybe. Oh, what, uh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> possibly. But you might be losing some of those soon. So uh, Musk has announced they'll be purging accounts that have had no activity at all for several years. Now, first, I was shocked they weren't already doing this, uh, but they weren't apparently. The only way time they ever shut down accounts is if you've never logged in in what was six months, but it's very recently changed down to you have to log in every 30 days before your account goes inactive. But yeah, Musk is planning to purge all those ones that have had no activity for several years. Now, I think as usual with Musk policy changes, they're lacking a bit of useful information. Of course they are. So what do they mean by no activity? How is it different from logging in? Now, I'm not someone who posts to Twitter, but I consume a fair amount of content there. I follow lots of people. Same. Will my account be purged because I don't post? Well, I would say, well, no. Well, well but I log in, uh, but I, am yeah. I active? This is very different from the you need to log in for every 30 days. Otherwise, he wouldn't have bothered saying it. Uh, he well, said no activity to... at all. So what's activity? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You'd like to assume that activity... I don't know, implies that you log in. You're active on the site in the sense that you I'm browsing, I'm clicking through URLs. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. I'd hope. Uh, my my personal... copying there. My personal view would be that inactive account would be an account that has not logged into the site for X number of days. That would be but he's, he's already covered that with his uh, terms of use. You have to log in every 30 days. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, but on the viewpoint of what I would class as inactive, yeah. that would be my view. But yeah, you're right. The, uh, but with Musk, oh, God, you know, you're right. Uh, how, how, many, how many clicks have you had? Because if you yeah, do, we have, do we have to post every 30 days? I'm just going to get a lot of messages saying blah. <laughs> Carly, all right. Blah, 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 blah. That's my, my allotment for 30 days. I'll be back next next month. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, cat ran over my keyboard. Blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> but, uh, and the other thing that kind of raised what happens to old accounts uh, and well, the content they posted? Is that going to be there but not associated to an account? Are they going to be deleted? And now, Musk apparently said, well, somebody asked him, they said, uh, they'll. Sounds like he was thinking on his feet. Uh, they'll be archived. But again, what, does that what mean? exactly does that mean? Who knows? Are they just going to be taken offline and effectively deleted, but they're still sitting on the server somewhere archived? Uh, yeah, archived to me and you, or most people in IT would mean, like, I've archived mail out of my mailbox. It's now not in my normal mailbox. I have to go somewhere else to see it. But I can't see that applying on Twitter. Yeah, just... I don't know. I just, I like exactly to your point. You just have to ask yourself <clears throat> with with Musk. Am I am I reading the truth here? Unlikely. Am I reading something as you say, thinking on his feet? Uh, is the next version of this that will change dramatically? You know? Was it a well thought out, coherent plan? No. Oh dear. 
Oh dear. I am. Um, because usually, I... if you, as a company, when you announce a big change, you usually have, well, more than just what, five or six words announcing it, and you have a whole blurb about it. You have an FAQ, kind of trying to think ahead of all the different questions that will be asked. You just don't get that with Twitter. No, you don't. Oh, sorry. You don't get that with Musk. I think we used to get that with Twitter. I think you did get that with Twitter. I think, you know, previously, uh, but now it is very much. Uh, very but of course, much you can't reach out either, can you, for comment? Because you just get the poo emoji back. Because <laughs> there's no one there to answer. I can't. I just, my, my brain wants me to answer, and I'm just like. There is nothing I can say here that um, that actually oh. just makes any sense with this because Twitter is just I just not. Could you imagine any other company acting like that? No. The company we work for, no. email in for customer support, get the poo emoji back. Well, that's the end of that. <laughs> no, I just, We'd have no how, company left. So how's that renewal going? Well, I, I wouldn't bother. Like, yeah, it's going poo. Oh my god! Just I mean, yeah. Uh, interestingly, though, last night there was another bit of breaking news, wasn't there, last night from Twitter? Ah, there was indeed. I'll let you again, take this one. <laughs> again, not, not much information, just to be clear. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zero, really. So last night, uh, at, um, last night uh, Elon Musk announced that he has selected a new CEO for X slash Twitter. Uh, she... He put he, well. He did indicate she. She, she he did. Starting yeah. In six weeks, my my role will transition to be the executive chair and CTO. Oh God, help everybody! Uh, overseeing product, software, and sysops. Those so poor, poor developers. Then, so basically, then nothing is going to change except no. that they're going to have to they're going to have to deal with all the poo emojis. Um, yeah. And uh, you, Elon, will take all the glory. Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, whoever this poor CEO is, just going. Yeah, as you said, they'll be getting the brunt of the crap. Yeah, but we have no idea who the Twitter CEO is. There has been no leak. Um, oh, there are, no, there were some rumours this morning. Well, uh, yeah, okay. Oh, we, <laughs> go on. Who, who do you think? So, oh, I don't it. know. It was it was someone in America. Did I bookmark it for later? Uh, oh, yes. So here we go. I bookmarked it for later. Who was it meant to be? Uh, I know, is that the wrong one? No, I clearly not bookmarked it, but... Um, yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here you go. So I've just found a page uh, from one of the US links. Now there are several names being bandied around. Ah, yes. The favourite right. is Linda Yakarinik Sakarino. That's the one. I've yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Who, interestingly, she comes from NBC Universal's head of advertising, isn't it? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one I saw this morning. <laughs> but but obviously, not other... confirmed. <laughs> no, but there were also uh, several other outliers, weren't there? We had Cheryl Sandberg, which. I don't think that she would lower herself to do that. No. Um, and I, because, you know, let's be honest, she practically ran Meta Facebook, didn't she? Um, you know, alongside Zuckerberg. Uh, given given her standing, her, you know, her prestige, why would you want to cover yourself in the crap emoji? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, there was also Robin Denholm, uh, who is another former Telstra executive. She works with VPs. Um, and chairwoman of the Tech Council of Australia. Uh, again, she has been um, linked with this, um, but again, she's based in in um, US. She was, uh, well, technically speaking, she's Elon's boss at uh, Tesla because she's chair of the board. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so that's interesting. But why? I, I can't see Musk 
wanting to get that relationship there. Um, there was Marissa Mayer, uh, who's a <laughs> okay. former Yahoo boss. Uh, now we're just scraping the barrel, I feel. Um, and then the final <laughs> random woman is, name, yeah, yeah. The final one is TikTok chief operating officer V Papa Papas. Uh, apparently, he comes in as an outside shot. So we've got a couple of Australians in the running here potentially. Um, ah. But yeah, I think you know this. Uh, this Linda Yaka Yaka. Akarino, again, I apologize for butchering your name. Um, GP does appear to be a favorite. Again, coming yeah. from an ad revenue based organization, um, probably good choice to have some of that, but it's very different to running a technology company, and that is what Twitter is ultimately. She won't be running a technology company, she'll be the puppet oh, no, of the person running a technology company. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> but yes. So in the next six weeks, then, we will discover who the new Twitter yes, CEO is. Um, and we wish her all commiserations on, on her <laughs> appointment. Yes. Cards in the post. Cards in the post. Carl, and Carl so tell us, to us about this NVIDIA's neural texture compression technology, because I can't... <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's something we've known for a while. Though. NVIDIA tends to ship their GPUs with not a whole lot of VRAM nowadays, especially compared to AMD. Uh I think as games are getting better and better visuals, the textures inevitably get bigger and require more VRAM. So I think we're getting to the point now where 8 gig of VRAM just isn't going to cut it for much longer. So, yeah. NVIDIA, add more VRAM then? No, don't be silly. Um, say they, they, They've just announced this Neural Texture Compression Technology, or NTC. Um, it's basically AI-powered, of course. Uh, and basically allows material textures to be uh, to be stored uh, up to 16 times more data in the same space. So it's using kind of major compression there to shrink it down, or AI-based compression, over standard methods. Uh, so, yeah, shrink the size of your textures. You can fit more in your 8 gig of VRAM. Uh, but they're all going on to say, you know, it's indistinguishable. and No loss of quality, they're saying. Uh, it provides superior image quality over the current uh, AVIF. Now, I never heard that until the other day when I downloaded an image that was in that format, threw me for a while, uh, and then JPEG XL, which are the ones they traditionally use uh, in, in game design. Now, apparently, it can be used with general-purpose GPU hardware and the tensor cores on the current-gen NVIDIA hardware, and it does so in real time. And they're saying that you know if you're using JPEG or this AVIF image compression, it requires dedicated hardware on the GPU and isn't actually designed for real-time decompression. Whereas their stuff is, it will use generic hardware. Um, hmm. I mean, apparently they're going to give us more information at uh, their developer conference in August, I think it is. Okay. So I'm guessing this is, you know, from the way I interpret mm -hmm. this and what I read, my view is this is way off, a couple of generations away. Yeah, this is still early days. We're not going to see this one for a while. And um, the cynic in me... Uh, can see NVIDIA continue to ship 8 gigabyte cards, but calling them 128 gigabyte because of the 16 time compression while charging more money. Yeah. I, on one hand, right, I get, you know, I'm, I'm all for technology advancement. I'm all for anything that can do to improve, you know, the capability. And ultimately, you know, maybe reduce costs because if they don't have to put as much VRAM or they, you know, keep it. But. You're right. The way things are going, and this is more of a development argue, isn't it? Mm. That you know, the and more around the, when I say the development around the the actual engines, isn't it? That, you know, yep. Then that there needs to be kind of a really concerted effort here between <laughs> between Nvidia and the developers, isn't it? Really, and the other players in the market. You know, well, yes, I know Nvidia's got a way of pushing stuff on people, but 
yeah, I think AMD and Intel will also need support this as well as Unity and um, what's the other big engine? Um, well, Unreal. the other game engines are, are, yeah, Unreal Engine. Unreal yeah, Engine, that's the one, yeah. yeah. They'll all need to support this new technology. So it doesn't just need to work on NVIDIA to be beneficial to everyone. But that being said, you know, cooperation does occasionally happen, doesn't it, I suppose? But uh, yeah, you're right. I, NVIDIA yeah. are going to want to are going to want to make sure um, that, you know, their, their technology comes first, isn't it? And yeah, exactly. more of, you know, plays best on NVIDIA, you know, popping up everywhere. More again. usually happens. NVIDIA makes it, only makes their own version, makes an open source version of it instead, and then they all adopt that one. <laughs> well, you never know, but at least... Because it's open source, it's... has no license fees, every card can support it. <laughs> maybe this is just driving innovation, though, really. Is that the way to look at it? <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's one take on it. <laughs> know let's drive some innovation you know and uh you know get on with it i mean because well so um let me just think about it uh vram on your card what's yours 24 is it 24 or 20 on the 39 i can't remember i think it's i think it's 20 isn't it is it 24 on the titan ones uh mine's got eight gig hasn't it the the 3070 ti's got eight gig uh what does it say Uh, Why can't I seem just a straight answer to that? It's 24 gig. Sorry, I lied. The 39 has a 20, it's 24 gig. Yeah, so 24 so I don't have gig. machine turned on at the moment, my gaming rig. So. No, no, no. So, but, but, but what I'm saying is, right, again, this is this is the, the thing. So yours is a you know, 3090 with 24 gig. Yeah. The 3070 has got 8 gig. Yeah. Well, the new 4000 series, a lot of them have only got 8 gig, haven't they? That's what I mean. It's just, there's, there's no no correlation here at all, is there? So, you know, I, no, no. I personally personally want this to come. Of course, it's not going to But then I heard, yet. did I hear something the other day that the new 30, no, 4060 Ti will be getting, is it 12 or 16 gig of VRAM? Oh, but see, was, what? <laughs> but that's the lower end card. Why is it getting more than the higher end card? Without going down a rabbit hole, this is like Apple and RAM, isn't it? You know. <laughs> What just why does it cost so much money to add more additional storage, you know, to a to a Mac? You know, you end up paying way over the odds, don't you? Um, yeah. To to get additional memory here, and it's the same here. I'm guessing in the grand scheme of things, that VRAM, surely they could absorb a little bit of that cost to to increase the VRAM on it. But I suppose you know that doesn't shift loads of cards, does it? Or get you to not what the uh, shareholders want to hear either. No, no, that's very true. Very true. Well, there we go then. On that point, so coming soon to a graphics car near you, probably within the next couple of years. <laughs> so, on that note, then, ah, yes, the rumor mill. And this week, we've got oh, a story on the Apple Watch Series 9. Um, and what you know, according to some leakers, then, is could be the first speed bump for, for a couple of years as well, isn't it? Could be, yeah. So is it Mark Gurman, isn't it? This one's coming it from was yeah. Gurman from uh, 95, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be updating the chip. So, yeah. What, the Watch 6, 7, 8 and Ultra basically all use the same chip, don't they? They've got names. It's uh, is it S6, F7, S8, but they are the same dual-core 64-bit SOC uh, in all but name, really. Yeah, uh, effectively. Yep. Yeah, so apparently this new chip, the... Um, S9, I presume it'll be called, uh, is likely to be based on the A15, uh, or tech from the A15, or else the older 6, 7, 8 are based on the A13. So uh, I have two minds about this. You know, it's, it's, it's about time they upgraded this. 
You know, uh, I can imagine this upgrade to a newer process, the A15. It's going to get us better performance, hopefully better uh, energy usage, power saving, take up less space. It's a smaller node. But I've not once seen my watch slow down. And I'm still running the Watch 4 with the S4. I don't ever remember me going, come on, hurry up. It just works. I am going to agree with you here. Okay, I'm rocking an S8. But even before that, with the 6... I never had an issue either. Now, the obviously the S6 was a, a considerable leap, you know, apparently, Definitely. apparently in performance. But the only uh, when I had that, the first watch I ever had was a second gen watch. Now, to be honest with you, yeah, you, that thing was was like running treacle, you know. Um, but you're right. I and I don't think I've ever spoken to anybody who's ever said to me the same question. Oh yeah, my watch. I wish so my watch was faster. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, ever had anybody uh, no. say to me that. Now, I think you and I were talking about this the other day. Yeah, what I'd love to say, uh, yeah, I'm all for performance. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for upgrade, you know, in terms of, you know, getting something from it. But what I'd rather see is battery life, isn't it? Rather see uh, extended battery life uh, than necessarily, you know, hyper performance. It's a bit like the M1 chip on an iPad. For 99% of users, that is overkill, isn't Massive it? Massive overkill, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, um, but I mean, I just, we're hearing rumours that WatchOS 10 is going to give you a big visual overhaul, aren't we? Yes. So maybe it's going to need that extra grunt. Uh, but I may, maybe my Watch 4 won't be getting WatchOS 10 because uh, it won't be man enough to, 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 to run it. I, I don't yeah. know. But the, the A15 Bionic um, is a pretty powerful chip. I mean, it's not really far behind an M1, is it, to be honest with you? No. Um, I mean, obviously, they won't, I doubt they'll be using all six cores, uh, just like they didn't with the A13, which, again, had 16 cores, but they only took two of them. So they'll be taking a yeah. subset of the stuff. So, But, yeah, generally, each of the cores w- was quicker on an A15 to an A13, more power efficient, used up less space. So, Yeah, I mean, look, it's, a, it's, it's not exactly, you know, a slow tortoise of a chip it's going to be pretty powerful especially as it's not going to have to drive you know a a six inch screen um and all the other capabilities of always on you know stuff Mm. on a phone plus a camera so actually there's going to be a lot of available power there to it now you mentioned about the screen size there and you know visual updates and that um you know i was saying to you the day i'm kind of i'm toying with going going to an ultra even though i kind of have one and then i go back because i thought it was too big i keep seeing people that really like him but my only my i guess my bugbear with the ultra at this point in time um is that the ultra the screen just upscales you know they they haven't. I don't think Apple really have taken advantage of that extra screen, extra screen estate. Yeah. Um. All they've done is just not not blown it up. But you know it isn't what you're not seeing. What I would say is a, a really a, a true redesign to take full advantage of that uh, screen. And the same, if you recall, was exactly what happened with the iPad, wasn't it? I'm about it? to say it's like running an iPhone app but on an iPad, isn't it? <laughs> One's not yeah. got an iPad display version. No, and do you remember? And do you remember though the? Do you remember though initially when the iPads launched, they were just it was terrible, weren't they? The apps? A it just awful lot of the apps didn't have iPhone versions today or no. uh, layouts. It was just awful, absolutely <laughs> awful. So and they know, used the you, worst upsizing tech ever, uh, didn't they? There was no anti-analyzing put on anything like that. It was just a straight let's just double the pixels. <laughs> it's like Fisher Price comes to play, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Um, so. I, I, I think they really do need to think about how they do this. And I'm sure, you know, obviously Apple are, I don't think for a second that, you know, Apple are not thinking about this. Um, but it would be good to see, you know, a, a nice speed boost, a, lot, a battery, at least a minimum of two-day battery life, you know, would be good, wouldn't it? 
Um, and you know, let's go from there. But yeah, I, I don't know. Given given how basically the last three generations of the watch have effectively, apart from the ultra, because the ultra was the first true redesign, wasn't it? Really. Yeah. Um, apart from the sort of the rounding of the 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 screen size. We've not seen anything really to state that this has been a massive overhaul of the watch. So no, not at all. You know, let's hope. Let's hope that the you know the next version comes in and is better. So talking about their larger screen sizes. Yes, and next version. So we're bored of the iPhone 15 already. Oh, uh, I'm done with it. Yeah, we're, we're finished with them on that one. We're talking about iPhone 16 now. Uh, so or not us. Display analyst Ross Young is talking about it. So he was put out some tweets the other day, basically saying he's expecting the iPhone 16 Pros to get some bigger displays. So he's saying the non-pros are going to stay at the same 6.1, 6.7 inches. Uh, but the normal pro will jump from 6.1 to 6.4 inches on display. And the Pro Max or Ultra or whatever we call it by that point will jump from 6.7 to 6.9 inches. So nearly a 7-inch display on on the uh, Pro Max. Man, uh, it's not going to fit in my jeans anymore, is it? <laughs> I didn't want to. I was, I was trying not to make a bad joke then about like. You're pleased to see me, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, 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 just, I mean, uh, to, to keep a straight face here, you know, a seven-inch screen size. We are, we are bordering now on small tablet, are we not? You know, like, we are. So I'm sitting there looking at my 14 Pro and going, okay, so they're slimming the bezels, but I'm still not entirely seeing where they're still. I mean, it could just be purely down to, to shrinking the ve- the bezels down yeah. on it. But is that? I mean, maybe, maybe just at a slightly bigger thing. But yeah, it's getting big now. Uh, <laughs> Um, what else was he saying? Ah, oh, there was also still this talk has come around about having uh, 16 will also be the generation that gets the fa- uh, underscreen face ID tech, uh, he was saying. Uh, whilst Quo is also saying it's going to go a step further and the front-facing camera is also going to be under display. Look, there's a lot of tech to hide under a display there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is. I mean, and also, what happens to Dynamic Island? If both go under the display. Obviously, if we still have the camera there, but the face ID under then we'll still have Dynamic Island definitely to, to hide that. I can't see Apple changing that. No. But if both go under the display, are we still keeping the Dynamic Island? Well, no, because I guess you wouldn't need to, would you? No, but they put an awful, an awful lot of effort into advertising it <laughs> to step back two generations later. Yeah, well, we don't need that anymore. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, you know. I don't know. I kind of like it. When, when apps actually use it decently, I, I like having it oh, there. It's, yeah. I, we I just need more apps to use it, it properly uh, or I, effectively. I, I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. I, I think Dynamic Island, <clears throat> when used, as you say, when used effectively, is a fantastic UI addition. Um, yeah. You know, um, I use it quite a lot with that flighty app, you know. You know track yeah, and that, t- that ties in with uh, live activities, doesn't it? Uh, and that's what I'm saying. It's, that is it's just seamless, absolutely. I love seeing how how close my pizza is in real time. <laughs> yeah, those sort of, yeah, exactly. But it's, you know, it's a great way of doing it, okay? Um, just a great way of doing it. So I think you're right. But, yeah, knowing Apple, they'll come up with some other alternative. You know they will. Um, they won't get rid of it straight away. There'll, there'll be a reason for it. And, you know, we'll be, we'll be told that it's for our own good and then we'll believe it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the, Apple, the Apple marketing machine will have done a number on us, won't it? Um but yeah, I don't know. But look, I, I, we always kept joking. For every year, have we reached peak iPhone size? I'm not sure we have. I think no, 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 no. And then they're going to double it when they bring out the foldable one. Well, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> we have a pair of seven-inch ones. What's that? Fourteen-inch screen. Fourteen-inch screen unfolded. 
Definitely not going in my pocket, or certainly not unfolded. That's yeah. I mean, obviously not quite. You know, I know, I know. Joking aside, it isn't well, but it's still that's a big. You know, that'll be a big screen um, across that. But yeah, I just, I wonder. You know, at what point do you say, you know, what this is too big now? I don't know. Um, talking of big, we, well, I think next week we'll do an update on all Google's releases. They had their they have. announcement yesterday, but a bit too late before going live for us to grab all the details. But yeah, they released a load of kits, so maybe we'll do an update on that next week. They will indeed. I, I've already had the email this morning from the Australian Google store, funnily enough, saying to me, do I want to pre-order the new Pixel tablet? Um, if it wasn't $899 US, uh, sorry, Australian dollars, I might be tempted to. Oh, exactly. It, That's the Pixel, isn't it? The Pixel tablet yeah. or whatever it's called. With, with, the, uh... with the stand, the dock that doubles as a speaker. What does that look like? Mm. Uh, it looks like a Nest Max or whatever it you call it. Does doesn't it? What did we? And that's exactly what we said last time, wasn't it? But it yes, it does. But um, and we'll talk about this next week. It doesn't have any of the will... smart functionality in the base. So once you take the tablet away, the base is just useless. Yeah, exactly. It is more yeah. more news next week on that one. <laughs> but yes, we will be back next week to talk about it. So we will be back next week then for episode one hundred and thirty-four. Um, as we get you all the latest roundups, all the tech news, and as Carl said, we will bring you all of the latest uh, from Google's I/O uh, event. Actually, there's quite a few other news stories there to talk about, including their AI. Um, AI vision as well, I think, is probably a good way to look at it, isn't it? Yeah. So on that note, then, I've been Jay. Oh, hang on. I forgot to do the closing stuff. So, of oh. course, yes, um, you can find uh, all of our show notes at techrant.online. And, of course, we are still on the new Twitter at Weekly TechRant. Um, of course, please, you know, share, send us a comment, tell us what you like, what you don't like. And, of course, you can find um, you can find uh, all of our uh, uh well, podcasts, I guess, is the right way to describe it. I was about to say, our ramblings. Our, streams, our ramblings, our streams, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this now, uh, we're on all of the major platforms. So please do, you know, share with your friends. Uh, and if we're not on the platform that you want to listen to us on, uh, do let us know as well. We can upload that and change it. So on the final note, I've been Jay. Are you sure? I've been Carl. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good afternoon, all.